Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that is what we call it. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful service. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. Lalabagasa. Come on, worship this, this evening. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Hi, ha. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. 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 Lada Gashata. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. All these things are because of you and what you did. Oh, glory to God. Oh, thanks be unto God that leads us everywhere in triumph and through us spreads the, the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Oh, glory to God. Glory to Thanks be unto God that leads us everywhere in Christ's triumphant possession. Oh, glory to God. We go everywhere triumphant. Higher. Because we have the name. Glory to God. Woo, because we are in him. Because we reign in him. We are seated in him. In him. In every place is above all things. Glory to God. Higher. So we reign in life through Christ. We reign in life through Christ. Oh, thanks be unto God. Oh, thanks be unto God. 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 Higher. Thanks be unto God. Oh, thanks be unto God. Oh, thanks be unto God. Oh, thanks be unto God. Many Yadadabagashati. Iniyakosaya. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Come on, friend, your Holy Ghost. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, glory to God. Oh, because we have won in Christ. Glory to God. We have won in Christ. Oh, we have triumphed in Christ. Oh, we triumphed in Christ. Oh, we have triumphed through Christ. Oh, thank you for victory. Oh, thank you for victory we have in you. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Philippians 2. Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Therefore yeah. God exalted him to the okay. highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Therefore God exalted him, the Christ, to the highest place. And remember we were seated in him. We were, we were dead, right? We were raised to life with him. Seated with him in the heavenly realms in him. So, if he's at the highest place, we also are in him in the highest place. And it says, and God gave him the name that is above every name. Look at that. That at the name of Jesus, yeah, that is better. Every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and on that year. And every tongue acknowledge. The just Christ is the Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So, we have the name to use. 
that name that is above every name. That song says there is no name greater than his name, no name higher, no name greater. So whatever can be named is under you know, the feet of Christ. Okay, and we have this name to wield. So cancer bows to this name, sickness bows to the name, affliction bows to the name. Look at that. Glory to God. Okay, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Your healing is a done deal. Your freedom is a done deal. Okay, it's not, it's not negotiation. It's a done deal. The price paid in full. All right, the name given to you to use. What do you do? Use the name. Take a stand. Make a face stand with the name. Okay, face every issue with the name. Okay, you know, uh, you go with the name. We go with the name, okay? We come in the name of the Lord, okay? We face every issue in the name. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Ooh, so continue for what we stop on Sunday. Okay? Now chapter 2, from verse 11. Chapter 2, Ephesians 2, from verse 11. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. So we'll see the two things again. But remember, formerly, you were formerly Gentiles. Again, the past. Okay? Remember what you were, the past. Okay? It's like in the epistles that you must take note of the tenses. The tenses matter. They show us what was, what is, and what will be. Alright? So, we must begin to understand to separate what was from what is. Alright? So it says, formerly you were Gentiles by birth and called the uncircumcised, okay? You who were, because at that time, you were separate from Christ. You were, okay? Separate from Christ, you know, let from, from citizenship in Israel, finance covenant to promise and stuff like that. You were, that thing says, but now in Christ Jesus. To separate what was from what is. But now, to again demarcate what was from now is. So before now, you were foreigners. You were, you know, aliens to the grace, to the promise. But now, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So, the blood has brought us into, into God's promises. The blood, you know, Bible says in, in Ephesians 1, 7, I think, Ephesians 1, 7, it says we were redeemed by the blood. Okay? So the blood, we said to redeem is an apolutrosis, right? We said it means to repurchase, to buy back by paying a ransom. We said what also emphasizes the safety margin between what, what, we, were, what we were bought from. Safety margin you know, from, from what once um, oppressed us. So we have been brought near. Now that near that, near that, we, that, that you know, we are now in Christ, you know, it emphasizes the gap between us and what we were before. And we said the gap is not a small gap. That we are not living under the problem. We've been brought near, as in brought near into Christ, taken far from the problem. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. Colossians 1, 13 14. Glory to God. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Ooh, Son he glory. loves. Glory. 
In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Before I explain that, okay, Ephesians and Colossians are two similar books. They are parallel books, okay? It's like Paul wrote the same letter, different words to different people. Like he wrote them at the same time, okay? So they are very similar letters, okay? So if you want to enjoy it, read Ephesians and Colossians, you'll get the drift, all right? So he says, For he has rescued us. Not he will rescue us. So again, you have to be checking your account balance. What's your account balance? So, am I begging God to rescue me? Or I've been rescued? Am I begging God to free me from my, from my, from my village people? Or I've been rescued? If you're in Africa, this talk is important too. Because village people actually work here. Amen. So, am I begging for rescue? Or I've been rescued? If I'm begging for it, then it means I might get I might not get it. Do you understand? But if I've been rescued, I have been rescued. So he says, we have been rescued from the dominion of darkness. So we have been rescued from where they held sway. Where the devil could harass and bully you. And could nothing about it. Only beg. He says, now you have been rescued. I've been brought into a new kingdom. Into the kingdom of the son he loves. And we said, Make sure for sin says, in him we have redemption, apodotrosis, a safety margin taken far from the kingdom of darkness. So there is a gap now. See, God's kingdom and devil's kingdom is not, is not sky to flow, it's far above. Far above. So the, the devil has no right to touch you. You and him are not mates. If I went to Body House, imagine an SS3 and a junior boy, just one, is bullying you. Will you be begging and say, Junior boy, please leave me alone? <laughs> Even if you are small in size, will you be begging? So I remember, second screen again. I was in SS3, I was SS2. This junior boy was SS1. So I gave my bucket to fetch me water. And next morning, I ended up my bath. Junior boy, where's my water? And uh, it's not like my took your bucket, and talking to it's fine, Abby. Go to the senior, because the senior was my friend. Tell him that Tolu said, give me my bucket back, he will give it to you. Do you know boy said, I can't go. Kiniko, Kiniko, Kiniko. Ah, he was doing Agbara because I was in his room. So he was doing Agbara because I was actually smaller. Fine. Smaller. No, I was smaller. So I told the guy, go to my room, wait for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going. Kiniko, Kiniko. He's smaller, right? But I had authority. What did I do? Give him just slap. The guy that's my room. He's not to my room. He says, Stop. You're not to hey, I'm online. Jesus. <laughs> the guy says, I tell you, Stop. You're not to my room. That's my point. When someone lower down is bullying you, you don't beg. Begging, you don't put a prison, Sammy. You think you're mad. Now, that's just the most beautiful devil. We act as though we are crazy. You are begging someone far beneath you to answer you. So imagine the apostles. Imagine Paul begging. Let's even leave Christ now because let's say, let's say, let's even say Christ. Abi, imagine you don't see Paul begging over an issue. They don't beg anybody to get healed or beg anybody to get free or beg them to leave anybody alone. Decrease, decrease because we are far above. Because we're pointing that guy even told he told one sorcerer that you'll be blind for seven days, seven or how long? For a season. Oh, they for just straight. <laughs> just a command. A command. It was not blind, 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 for you, for you, for you. No. It was a command. 
See, you need to realize this. That because I'm in Christ, my commands and the commands of Jesus are exactly the same thing. They carry the same weight. That's the fact of Scripture. So, but the question is now you. Do you know? So the other issue now, why Paul prays for that? I'm praying for it to understand, Sha. I need to get it. Because it's now, do I really understand what's in my account? What's in my account? So let's even leave it that. Let's, take, let's even say that for now, you don't get part of healing other, other people. But can you actually yourself work in health? Let's even say that you are learning ministry, that healing people is still your, is still, you're not shy about it, you're not bothered about it yet. But can you, 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 you yourself work free of sickness? Can you work free of oppression? Can you walk free of doubt? Or you let the devil beat you today, beat you tomorrow. Can you walk free? So you've got to realize that you've been taken away from his dominion. Dominion of somebody is where the person has control. You've been taken from where the devil had control. So right now, he has no control over you. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So it does not matter what they said in your family. It does not matter. It matters nothing. It does not matter. It does not matter. It does not matter. It never matters. What matters is you. What's your stand? What are you saying about your life? Said your family, they don't live, they, they, they don't live long, they don't they fall sick, they have diabetes, they die at 45, they they come, village people. Who cares? What you say is what you have. Does it matter the dream? Someone said, eh, I have a bad dream. Who cares about the dream? I say what I want. Dreams don't escape my life. Never. When I mistakenly have a bad dream, I really don't care. What I say, what I will have. I cancel the dream. It's not a prayer point. It's not a prayer point. What I'm praying about it's not a prayer point. I wake up and start doing, you can't pray because I have a dream. God forbid. A rule, sir, because I have a dream. I cancel it. My will, I said some time ago, that faith is saying, my will be done. That's faith. So it doesn't matter what they said. It doesn't matter the dream you had. It does not matter. Dreams don't dictate your future. You do. Otherwise, that time you dreamt dream that, that you had five million. Did you have five million? Okay. You, you, you dreamt that someone gave you five million. December last year. Where is five million? <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why come when you, when you not dream bad dream? Fear now to kill, cripple you. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. All right. He has rescued us. He paid the ransom. He paid the ransom. So it's not even free. We paid. Price paid in full. The devil has no legal dying on me anymore. Nothing. 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 So <laughs> let me help you with this. When I, when I say the devil, I'm putting in sickness, disease, lack, affliction, whatever it is together. They are their neighbors, their friends, the same source, the devil. They are together. So those things have no hold on you. They have no hold on you. They have, they have no hold on you. So you can't be saying, you can't, you can't manage sickness and that, you know, you manage it, clinical, clinical. No, shut up. You, they have no hold on you. 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 Zero hold. Why? You'll be taking far. 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 So, 
Now, it's not just taking you far to keep you from the problem. They took you far to put you in authority over the problem. Authority. Authority. So when you speak, demons should cower in fear. Glory to Jesus. Not just, not just demons, demons. Demons in wicked people. You must be able to separate the demon from the person. Separate each demon, love the person. You must be a sharpshooter. It's the demon, love the person. Glory to Jesus. Those demons hide in people. We don't see them face to face, but they hide in people. Maybe in the wicked boss, refusing to promote you. Be there for five years, walking, 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 promotion by mouth. You, it's the demon, miss the person. Glory to God. Everybody in school, then you have to, a lot of talk like, wicked lecturer. Just go and pray, and declare what you want over that issue. It's the demon, miss the person. But God forbid that a demon in anybody owes you back. That's where the problem is. Others may, you may not. Your zone, protected zone, blessing only zone. Glory to Jesus. Woo! Good. All right? Okay, so, then, according to how God viewed the world, where two, Jews and Gentiles. Jews is people in his covenant, and Gentiles people, you know, totally like that, outside his covenant. Okay? So, the Jews were in contact with God. It meant that if they lived well and know that, they were meant to be blessed. They fight any battle, they win. Okay? If you come against them, what, what, what comes against you? All right? They won. They, they had prospered, they had all that, okay? As long as they were in the will of God, right? But the, the Gentile world, anything happens to them, they were in God's, God's plans. Okay, that was before. So there was enmity. Because according to the rules that God gives Jews to, they don't deal with Gentiles. They don't, even, they, cannot, don't, they don't eat together. It's not possible. They have rules, okay, that separated them. That, the rules now even became hostility. became proper enmity. And, and why did God make those, make those harsh rules? Because Gentiles were every pagan worshippers. Heavy. They will do anything for their, for their God. Please sacrifice their children on hot burning coal. Alright? So God asked me such that the Jews had no dealing with Gentiles. No dealing. They don't marry each other. They don't even eat together. I'm not talking about it. It's no dealings. So there was obvious enmity between them. Alright? Verse 14. Verse 14. Ephesians 2 14. Are we good, media? Ephesians 2.14. Ephesians 2.14. There's no name. There's no name. Greater than yours. Yeah, go. For he himself is our peace. Look at that. Who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Yep. By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we, have, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Look at so he's our peace. He's our peace. He has made both groups one. Destroy the barrier. What was the barrier? The law. The, 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 the law and its regulations and all that. It's command regulations. Okay? It destroyed your city to dividing the wall of city. Destroy the barrier. Okay? By ending the law. So the law that says, don't it with them, 
don't marry them, all those things. He ended the law. Look at this. He now made in himself one new man. So that one new man is in himself, one new humanity, one new race. Instead of Jew and Gentile, there's now, we now have two races. New man in Christ, new creation, and then everybody else. Okay? So he made so that Jew or Gentile, if you are in Christ, you are the same thing. If you are in Christ, Jew, Gentile, you are one new man in Christ. One because it is in Christ. All our rights, privilege, everything is in Christ. So before God, it is in it's Christ. Okay? So we are like we are Christ before God. Jew, Gentile, male, female, whatever it is, Christ before God. One new man, one, one new race. So there are two races now, the believer and the unbeliever. No matter if you are Jew, Gentile, Aosa, Ibu, Fulani, one new man in Christ with equal rights, equal privileges, equal authority. You get that? Glory to God. We are one, one new man in Christ. Okay? Because, look at this. It says, in one body, you can present to God. So before Christ, before God, it's one body, body of Christ. And we both have the same access to God through one, one spirit. One body, one spirit. So Jew and Gentile, one before God. Glory to God. You know how people say this in of them? There's some people, when you hear them, they have this Jewish hype. Some people say, I heard someone say, I want to marry a Jewish man. Because in their head, the Jewish man is blessed. You understand? In their head, the Jewish man is blessed. How to marry a Jewish man? I've heard people say it before. Glory to God. But <laughs> there's only one inheritance. One body, one spirit. We are equal before God. There's no extra rights. No, what Paul, Paul talks about in Romans 3 and Romans 4. Romans 3. They will now ask, what advantage does you have? Nothing. Is there. Now ask again, what is the, no, says what is their superiority? Nothing. What's the advantage? That they are, they, they head first about the covenant and promise. That's all. That is all they have specially. That you know, God gave them the word, the promise first. That we now that, that we that we came into in Christ. Look at that. But apart from that, if you are in Christ, you are in Christ, human in Christ. Equal rights, equal privileges. Glory to God. So in Christ, there is no Jew, no Gentile, no slave, no free. Men, women, we are now one in Christ. No barriers, no hostility. We have the same spirit and have equal access to the Father. Joel, okay, Acts 2, 16 to 18. 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 No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. See what they say clearly here. Just in those days, I will pour out my spirit on all people to show that it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your tribe, your race, all people, Jew or Gentile. Again, to show that the gospel was preached in your covenant. They didn't just see it. That God had promised this season before it happened. They are quoting here, Joel 2. Do you get that? So, so it's why Paul will always refer you back to the covenant, the covenant. That whatever is happening now, we will everything then. So, I will pour out my spirit on all people. In those days, it was either, it was only part of the king, priest, or prophet. Right? So, only people had access to God. Since now, in these days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Men, women, 
okay, so no, 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 no gender barrier. Men and women, female and male, no class barrier. Do you get? Yes, sir. No class barrier, no gender barrier. And everybody gets in on it. Doesn't matter your, your, your question in life, your race, your whatever. You get the same inheritance in Christ. What's that inheritance? Christ. Glory to Jesus. So no male, no female. Galatians 3. 28. Galatians 3, 28. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. No Gentile, no Jew. No slave, no free. No male, no female. In Christ Jesus, we are one. We are one in Christ. Okay? So, there is nothing before God that is, that is ever for me because you are a woman or you are a Gentile. Nothing. 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 Glory to God. Let's go on. Verse 19. Verse 19. Verse, Ephesians 2, 19. Ephesians 2, 19. Ephesians 2, 19. Glory to Jesus. Yeah. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Hallelujah. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In, the, in him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Look at that. So he says, we're not foreigners, we're not strangers. We are, rally, we, are, we, are house, we are members of the household of God. So we don't tip to around our inheritance. We don't tiptoe around it. We live in the inheritance. We live in the blessing. We are, fa- we are, we are God's family members. Joint heirs with Christ. So we don't, we don't, you know, since you're not, you're not a slave, you are a fellow, you are a fellow owner, house owner. You no, know, I guess in those days, you know, the, the gentleman might be feeling inferior to the Jew. But Paul was telling them, guy, we have the same inheritance. It's, it's exactly the same thing. You are a equal member of the household of God. Now, look at this. When Paul was letting us know by the Spirit that there is no Jew, no Gentile, you also put there, no male, no female. Follow me, follow me, follow me. So when people say, women should not preach in church, it also means Gentiles should not preach in church. So that's only for Gentile, for Jewish pastor. That's a simple meaning. Because what freed Jew and what freed Gentile? What freed women? So you want to cancel that part? Also cancel Jew the Gentile part. So once we get the pastor, let's go look for um, Rabbi. Rabbi, um, let's give me a Jewish name. What Rabbi, dude? Yes. Rabbi Maccabi, that kind of thing. <laughs> let's go look for a Rabbi. So what freed the Gentile is what freed the female. That we are all equal before God. Glory to God. So you can't take off that part and only quote Jew or Gentile part. It's the same thing. The same verse. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Okay? Your sons and daughters will prophesy. It was super deliberate. Glory to Jesus. So we all have equal authority. See? When it comes to dealing with life's issues, we have equal authority in Christ. Pastor, 
prophet to biggest bishop. When it comes to authority, it's the same thing. The authority is just that we are in Christ. We are in Christ. When it comes to dealing with the devil, sickness and all that, we have equal authority. But people, just, people, people have grown in, in their understanding of what is authority. That's the difference. It's just mastery by practice. Amen. Amen. Mastery by practice. So, so you, don't really, you don't need me to pray for you when you are sick. You don't need me. You can come out do it, but you don't need. It's not a need. In fact, you practice dealing with things on your own. So that you are, having your, you are also having your own practice time because you need practice for mastery. So stop wasting practice time calling pastor. Stop wasting practice time calling pastor. Get some wins under your own belt. Amen, guys. Get some wins under your own belt. Flog the devil on your time. As in Bami Nokba, glory to Jesus. All right, we have seen in Mark 16, 15, 20. Now, Christ did not say um, the apostle will cast out devils. He didn't say the pastor, a mature believer. He says, whoever believes. He made it so clear, he takes you to be deliberately blind to miss it. That whoever believes, whoever, whoever believes. Now, that belief there is not, not some special kind of faith. The belief there is, it says if you believe, you'll be saved. So whoever believes, that same belief that you believe and became saved, is that same belief that makes you flock the devil everywhere. It's the same whoever believes. So the day you became a believer, you became one that could wipe the devil everywhere. So this pastor, we pay one pastor today, one pastor tomorrow that our parents do, should not be a generation. Now they do some, some of them. Not mine. Thank God for knowledge. Pastor, this church tomorrow, Yes, mountain tomorrow, another program next tomorrow, for the same problem. Guess what? The devil knows that you, you don't know what you're doing. So he knows that that problem, in, in that problem is not going anywhere. He knows. So he can, he can even live small one hour when the pastor finishes praying and come back. Because you understand that the person doesn't know what he's doing. Okay? So that must not be you. That, that prophet does not have any extra authority in this matter. Nothing extra. So you... Take out time to deal with the issues. Eat, and this is the, people, this is the real fast. Not about not eating, because not eating does not make you better. Oh, Jehovah, God is the same God. You don't eat, it does not move God. It's, it's silly to think you can move God by not eating. It's very silly. Because now we're in fasting season. Now everybody's fasting. November, December, January. Everybody's fasting. Next three months, everybody's fasting. Okay? Fasting is good if you understand what you're doing. If you know that it's not, it's not about the food. Amen. Fasting has nothing seriously to do with food. Real fasting has dying to do with food. It's not about because your it's your stomach has to do with authority. Abi, so as long as authority or your power, I don't I don't know the connection between lack of food and power of the Holy Ghost. I don't know. What I know is that if you take out time before God to study and pray, you will flow well. So take out time, your own fast, study the Bible, eat sermons, make decrees, pray in the Holy Ghost. That's fast. So maybe you should even eat in the morning so you can have strength to do it. Eat. They knock up in the room for three hours and get your, get your stuff done. Glory to God. Some people feel that if they don't fast, nothing will happen. So they must fast. So when you finish fasting, the devil comes. What will you do about it? You're going to fast again. Okay. Glory to Jesus. So, we in Christ... We have a superior covenant 
to what the Jew had before Christ. So it is not even the same thing. You are operating in a superior covenant. Hebrews 8, 6 to 13. Hebrews 8, 6 to 13. You operate in a superior covenant. Yeah. But in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant which is mediator is superior to the old one. Since the new covenant is established on better covenant. promises. It's established on what? Better promises. Upgraded promises. Now, they didn't cut for me to be upgraded. Some people say, you know, it was in the old they, they were blessed with this property. In the new shut up your mouth. It's up, upgraded, not, not cut from. Some people are, let me say it nicely. Can the take will say, let me just say this is better because I want to say something more. You will say some people are right in the art, stupid in the brain. Good art, silly, silly head. So that is a head, it's a head problem. So they have good art of body. Something just wrong with the head. Okay? We are on better promises. It has to be better than what they had, not lesser. So if all you had is that you'll be saved and enjoy heaven, they, did, they had that also in your promise that one day a new one will come that will be saved and go to heaven. For them, it's, it's, not, it's not far-fetched. Do you get the ad that if you live, if you live right, you'll go and you'll be in Abraham or something? They shall have the promise of, of paradise for good people. So there has to be something more than that. That you reign in earth and reign with Christ in heaven. You reign on earth and rule with him in heaven. So it's, it's, it's that you begin the reigning here and you continue in heaven. Glory to Jesus. Please go on. For if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, no, no place would have been sought for another. Look at that. Go on. But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord. And I also will say, now, this is important. There are times when, um, in, the Greek, in, the, in the Greek itself, there is no comma. And people put comma for understanding. So look at this. Could it be, I think it's the right one. God found fault and said to the people. When you read verse 7, it says, if there was no issue with the first covenant, don't have been for the second covenant. To show that the issue was with was the covenant. Not, not really the people now. Do you understand? So it makes sense to continue and say, but God found fault with the first covenant and said to the people. To show you that the first covenant was not, not the best. Was for a time. Okay? So he, he told them this covenant is not forever. There is coming a new covenant. Clear? Good? Good. All right, continue. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they did not remain faithful to my covenant and I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord. Because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. 
By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Please pause. Let me explain. So he says, verse 12 says, come on, verse 12, verse 12, verse 12, come on, verse 12. For I will forget everything this and remember their sins no more. Now, in the OT, right, the sins were more like coverture. So you have to come every year. You have to do yearly, yearly things, okay? So it, it, it does not completely wash it away. It's just covered. So why you come every year to do the sacrifice again and all that? Since in the, in the new one, I forget everything, and I remember their sins no more. This time to thoroughly cleansed out, thoroughly wiped away. Seven record of sins, totally wiped out. I will blot other transgressions. Okay, so he said this one is thoroughly wiped out to declare you not guilty, as though the sin never happened. So there's no future, future Yahweh for you for God. No, as some people think that you know Yahweh is coming, what they did in the past. No, he says he has forgiven it like it never happened. He remember your sins no more. Whatever you did in the past is done. Okay? Move on. God says, I'll remember your sins no more. The thing now says, by calling the old one obsolete. Okay? It's like saying, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, glory to Jesus. 13. By calling this one new, he made the first one obsolete. Okay? What is obsolete is passing away. So, at the Right on the day that God told them a new one is coming, he made what they had an obsolete and time bound. So it was on his way out. And when Christ came and paid the price for salvation, that covenant was done, closed, fulfilled. It became done away with. So from the day he said a new one is coming, he made what they had then obsolete, you know, fading, fading out, disappearing. And when Christ came and paid the price for sin and all that, it was done, completed, closed. Romans 10. Romans 10. 1 to 7. Romans 10. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. Glory. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. This is important. Have you seen people that are zealous Christians? Christians are zealous. Zealous. But when you hear them talk about Christianity, it's dying in their brain. Zealous. But when you hear them talk, you just begin to be, you get worried for them. So add to your zeal knowledge. Knowledge. Not vibes. There are some sects that it's as though they just them. Because when you hear what they, what they talk about, you are wondering. How do your Bible and come out with this? So add to your zeal, knowledge. So you don't just run on vibes. Add to your zeal, knowledge. Knowledge. Glory to God. Verse 4. Christ is the combination. It's very important. So with the zeal of the, of the Jews, with their zeal, because they did not get righteousness, the zeal was equal to, equal to zero. All the zeal meant nothing. Hellfire. Because the zeal was, was not according to the knowledge. So people can labor all through life with zeal for God. Okay? Without the right knowledge, and they get zero results, zero work done. Without the knowledge. So the knowledge is this, and this, this is important that Christ, this is it, 
Verse 4. Christ is the combination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. So whoever relies on the law with passion is zero. Yoruba is zero. But Christ is the word culmination, fulfillment of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. For everyone who not everyone who works hard for it. For everyone who believes. Who believes. Please go on. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart who will, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. Go on, go on, go on, go on. But what does it say? What the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Go on, then. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it, is your, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Look at that. So they try to labor hard for it, but it says, this one, it's not, it's not about laboring. It's believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. If you believe in your heart that, you know, that Christ, the praise for, for your sin, and declare to your mother that is Lord of your life, you are saved. So this righteousness is one based on, you know, believing and confessing, not, not an work. This is my point. That Christ is the culmination, the fulfillment of the law. Christ fulfilled it and closed it. Fulfilled and closed. Fulfilled and closed. Okay? So that we live in the new, in his new covenant. Okay? We are in the new. The old has been done away with. And the new is called a, a covenant on better promises. So whatever they had, you have better. So there's no point envying Isaiah. You have better. There's no point envying David. You have better. No point saying, God of Elijah, send a fire. No, you have better. You have better. You have better. Even Elijah wants what you have now. Second Peter says, talking about, about the covenant you have, says, these things, prophets of old, they long to see these things even angels long to see. So what you have now is what they all long to see. God showed them in glimpses, in, in, in shadows. So they knew something was coming, they did not fully get. So Isaiah knew something will happen, no? We didn't fully get it. But yeah, you are saying, God of Isaiah, God of Isaiah be my God. As in like, Isaiah is like, are you okay? God of Isaiah, you know, like, dude, what you have now is what they all longed for. Christ said in John, John 8, says, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. So God showed, it, God showed Abraham, small, what will happen? This is Abraham, a gallo, like glory, like this is good to see your day. But here you are, one to one to be like Isaiah. Your covenant right now is on better promises. Better promises. Better. So whatever Daniel had, you have better. Christ is in you now. He's not coming and going. The only ghost that, that the agent of the blessing, the carrier of God's blessing, now lives in you permanently. You know, in the old, God will breathe on them briefly, you know, breathe on them, speak to them, and leave them. So it was never in them. But now, it's not only with you, it's in you. What does this mean? It means you can turn on the power of the Spirit at any time. 
Don't permission. Don't permission to turn it on. Don't permission to just turn it, turn, turn, turn on the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost and get things happening. Get things happening to you. Think of my point here. First, you are on better promises. Better promises. So it is you. You are the elder brother that God told the Christ in the parable that all things in the house are for you. Just go and use, kill and eat. If you want it, go get it. It's yours. Why? The Holy Ghost, like the carrier of the blessings, lives in you permanently. Glory to God. So when one read Ephesians 2, it says, you know, a bit on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Now it's not saying that, it's not saying that, you know, that is built on the apostles and prophets. It's built on what they taught, what they revealed. Is the mystery made known to me by revelation as I have already written briefly? In reading this then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the this mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and share us together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Look at that. So, when he said Ephesians 2, that, you know, this, can you, let, let's go back to Ephesians 2 again. Ephesians 2. When he says, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, he's not saying that the body of Christ is built on them. He's saying it's built on their body of knowledge. Is built on what they revealed. Okay? It's built on what they revealed. We don't build on, we don't, his body is not built on Paul. No. It's built on what they revealed. Why is this in chapter 325? says, this mystery, this mystery, what we have now, that was eating, that was eating before, okay, has now been revealed through what the apostles and prophets thought. And what's the mystery? That in Christ, both Jew and Gentile, male or female, share of the covenant of God in Christ. That's the mystery. Okay? That's the mystery. And this mystery is revealed. So we said last week, it was eating from them. Eating for us. Eating to be revealed to us. So we are those who, have, you know, who, who live in the revealed Christ. So we are not in the, these days are not, are not days of mystery anymore. Um, I see people, people say the mystery of clinical, mystery of clinical, mystery of clinical, clinical. No, no, no. We are in days of revealed truth. So in these days, we, we communicate God's word with simplicity. We don't try to make it, you know, um, mysterious. No, 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 no. It has been revealed. So we speak, Paul says, we speak, we, we speak simply and clearly. So don't make anybody, this is important too, because sometimes we like to hear deep things. Deep things. When they give you deep, like, hmm, Rema, Oga, is meant to be clear, simple, simple speech, simple communication, okay? Because it is now revealed truth. So whatever anyone reveals to you now, that you cannot see in the epistles, in the Bible, and it's, 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 no, 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 because it has been revealed and documented, Glory to God. So whatever is out of this scope, no matter how deep it is, okay, is invalid. Glory to God. So, this covenant is revealed, this is important, in the teachings 
of the apostles, the early apostles and prophets, as documented in, in the epistles. That's why he said the epistles were written to us. Not just for. Written to us. They communicate our promises, our, our the new Christian realities. So, to know who you are, what do you feed on? The epistles. The epistles. The epistles. The epistles. The epistles. So, yes, all written for our good, right? But when we, are, we should understand the epistles first, that will make us able to make sense of other things. Do you understand? So, for you, the Bible begins in New Covenant. You want to get scripture? You start with the new covenant, okay? When you understand that, the old makes more sense to you. Glory to God. Okay? This Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So, the message is Christ. The message is Christ. That Christ in you is the hope of glory. And all these things are the doings of the lavish grace of God in Christ. Colossians 1. 24, 20, 24, 29. 24, 29. Colossians 1, 24, 29. Colossians 1, 24, 29. Have you For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom no, of the 24, Son. No, 29, 24, 29, 24, 29. Yeah. Yeah, we're there. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh for what is, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions, for the sake of His body, which is the church. I have become its servants by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to Look the Lord's people. Mystery that was hidden, kept hidden, kept hidden. From them for ages and generations, okay, and now disclosed to lost people. So we're in the age of revelation, of disclosure. Yes, sir. So we're not in the age of God keeping things from us. We're in the age of disclosure, of revelation. This has now been disclosed to us who are the lost people. Please go on. Twenty-seven. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's a mystery that Christ in you. Is your glory. Now, for them in the past, it was a coming hope. For you now, Christ in you now, not just your hope of glory, it's also your glory now. It's a glory we live in from now all through eternity. So Christ in you is also your glory today. Glory to God. Christ in you is your glory now. Please go on. He is, the, he is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Hallelujah. says, Christ is the one we proclaim. Christ is the chief cornerstone. It's all about Christ. So this is important, okay? That's we feed on the epistles. We feed on... You know, yes, Oscar again for us for, for, for profiting, for correction, yeah, our profitable rights, very, very important rights. But we must feed much more on the epistles. Feed much more on the epistles. 
Yes, feed on everything, right? But feed much more because the pieces reveal who you are now. They reveal who you are now. They reveal your right and, right and, and pledge in Christ now. So feed on the epistles. That is where your life is. Glory to God. You know, Christ came to reveal God more accurately. And the revealed truth as appointed in the epistles. Yes, you know, some part of, of you know, the, the, the gospel. Not, in fact, I, I don't know if it's rightly called the gospels. Okay? Mark, Mark, Luke, and John that talk about Christ, Christ's work on the earth, right? But if you don't actually understand human in Christ, it's in the epistles. Because, you know, in Acts 1, Luke said, after the resurrection, he taught them for 40 days about the kingdom. 40 days. After Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, after his work on the earth, he taught them 40 days about the kingdom. And those are the things documented in the epistles. Do you understand? So the epistles is where we find the new man in Christ. So we see the new man demoed in, in Mark, Mark, and John. Demoed, demoed, but fully displayed in the epistles. Is that good? So you know who you are in the epistles. Glory to God. So again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying read everything. I'm saying read everything, but read much more the epistles. Read much more. This is the point. That you don't see yourself in Job. You are in Epistles, not in Job. People ask me Job, no, people ask me Job questions. No, no, people ask me Job questions now. That's the point. That, yes, that Job, that's the point. That you are in the Epistles, not in Job. That's the, that's the, you get my point. So you are in Epistles, not in Job. Someone said, Job is the question. Christ is the answer. Yes, Yeah. <laughs> Job is the question. Christ is the answer. So, in Christ, God is revealed more accurately. Not just, not, not just more accurately. Revealed accurately. This Christ is the image of God. So, who we are is seen in the epistles. So stop, stop thinking maybe something, something happened to you. That you are not Job. Even that Job matter, people don't, don't, fully, don't fully understand it. So why not just focus on what is clear to you? New man in Christ in the epistles. So you can whip the devil everywhere. Can we rise? Hallelujah. Yes. Woo! Not just giving thanks for who you are in Christ. Thank him for drawing you near by the blood. Thank him for drawing you near by the blood. Thank him for, you know, making sure that the apostles documented their revelation. Thank him for scripture. Thank him. Thank him. For the epistles. Because now you know who you are in Christ clearly because of the epistles. So you don't, you don't have to worry about if, you, if, if Job can happen in your life. No, you have the epistles. Sir. Glory to Jesus. Come on, thank him. Oh, thank him. Oh, thank him. Oh, thank him. Thank him. Thank him for scripture. 
Because the word of God reveals who you are. Oh, thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. Thank him. I can't hear else thinking him. Second Corinthians 3. Second Corinthians 3, verse 7. Let me show you something. Second Corinthians 3, verse 7. From 7 to 18. Second Corinthians 3, from 7 to 18. Second Corinthians 3, from 7 to 18. <laughs> that was fast. 7 to 18. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was, will not be the ministry of the spirits be even more glorious? So if the old had some glory, would not what we have now even be more glorious? Whatever they have, we have now in more glorious terms. Go on. If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, oh, yeah. how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing you glory. That. Whatever glory he has came with, to us now is no glory. Because why? We are talking about glory in terms of all surpassing things. So whatever Moses had is beauty compared to what you have now in Christ. Yes. Let's go on. And if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. You see that? We are very bold. Because we have this kind of hope. We are very bold. Glory, go on. We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the... We are not like Moses. Higher. We are not like Moses. We're not like Moses. Higher levels, man. I'm not like Moses. We are Christ. In Christ. In Christ. We have something much more glorious. Let's go on. We are not like Moses who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. So he's saying that most part he says because the glory was passing away. You know, we don't see the end of the glory, so you just cover so they don't see the end. You get But the glory was fading away. We just cover so they don't see the end of the glory. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. Look at that. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Look at that. Please pause. So when they read the old, without knowledge of Christ, there is a veil over their faces. So when you don't know the new man in Christ, and you read the old, you might still be reading with a veil over your face. It is when you put your attention on Christ that the veil is taken away. So it's only in Christ that the old makes sense. Mm. So that will say, it's until you understand the epistles before the old has any meaning to you. No, we said the New Covenant, New Testament, is the Old Testament revealed. So, until it is revealed, when you read there, you are reading with a veil. So, people can be in Christ, but reading with a veil because they don't understand the new. So, it's when you turn your eyes to Christ that the Old Covenant makes sense to you. It's in Christ that the veil is taken away. 17. 
Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So it says, when we, you know, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, when we see in the epistles the things written about us, okay, when we see it, read it, imbibe it, we are being transformed into that same image. Now, not Moses Christ. Into that same image, what? With ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord with the Spirit. So, it's in Christ that all things make sense. So, you know, pray. That, Lord, I understand these things. As I read my epistles, as I read the Spirit of Scripture, you know, Christ is revealed more and more to me. As I behold as in a mirror, I am, you know, the glory of the Lord. I'm being transformed into that same image. As I behold as in a mirror, the scripture, the word of God, seeing Christ for who he is, I'm being transformed. 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 I am being transformed. Ria shata gali ala dabagasa. Belio suta gali ala degenosis. Reko suto prolo de bodogo siande. La pragali ala dagasate. Leko sute gidi ala dagasataya. Reka su prekedi conosis. Mekotozo ko prekedi diakasate. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. So that I may know you better. The spirit of wisdom and revelation that I can know you better. The eyes of my understanding is enlightened. The eyes of my understanding is enlightened. I know the hope which I've been called. I know the riches of the glorious inheritance in me because I believe. I know the power available to me in Christ. Oh, I know the things mine in Christ. I know Christ better. As I know him more intimately, more dearly, I know me even better. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You know what this means? When you read the Old Covenant and find things that you don't understand, what should you do? Go to the epistles. Go to the epistles. Whatever you read there that looks balu balu, go to the epistles. Because the Old Covenant is explained, is, is, is explained in the epistles. So, why did that happen to Job? Go to the epistles. Can it, can it happen to me? Go to the epistles. You get my point here? What you don't understand in the old, go to the epistles. As in Christ, that these things are made clear. Hallelujah. Is anybody, is anybody watching online and you want, your, you want to be part of the family of Christ? You're not born again and you want to be born again. Anybody online watching me or listening via, via um, podcast or speaker, whatever platform you're on, just say after me this, this evening, Lord Jesus, I come before you today. I come a sinner. I come this, this evening and I accept your free offer of salvation. I put my faith in the fact that you died for my sins. In dying, you paid the price for my sins. You, your blood was shed and you redeemed me. You were buried, but you didn't stay buried. 
you rose again and you gave me also, you gave me a brand new life. This evening, I accept this offer of a brand new life. This evening, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. This evening, I declare I am born again. You said that prayer, it's as simple as that, okay? You are born again. So help us to help you understand what you have done. Send us a mail to info at thisgreenchurch.org. Info at thisgreenchurch.org. Hallelujah. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website, www.thisgreenchurch.org, for more info. God bless you.